Enjoying these episodes? Give us a shout out on social at Built On Air. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. So drop us a like and be sure to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going. Hello and welcome to the Built On Air podcast. Built On Air is a regular podcast where we talk with everyday people and learn about the amazing things they are doing with Airtable. Today's podcast is sponsored by OpenSide, the leading solutions provider for Airtable customers. Check out OpenSide.com to learn more about their products and services that can take your Airtable usage to the next level. Use promo code BUILTONAIR to receive $20 towards any product purchase. In this episode, we talk to Jennifer Silkey, Director of Veteran Programs and Campus Outcomes at Camp Southern Ground, an incredible nonprofit which operates as both a summer camp for kids and a year-round resource center for veterans. Among others, Jennifer directs the Warrior Path Program, which assists combat veterans in the transition to civilian life through supportive, mental health-focused approach. In the wake of the lockdowns as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, Camp Southern Ground has had to improvise a way to digitally provide veterans access to all the resources which are available to them. In comes Airtable. Jennifer was able to put together a simple one-table base to curate a list of over 100 resources for military veterans. While we discuss how it isn't a perfect substitute for in-person support, it's a clear example of how a tool like Airtable can let newbies distribute information in a visually appealing format in next to no time at all. Good afternoon. Hello. Great to meet you. It's great to meet you too. Thank you so much for being on our podcast and talking about something so important for society. Um, You are with Camp Southern Ground. Could you please, for our audience, just explain all the great work that you guys do? Yes. So I am the Director of Veteran Programs at Camp Southern Ground. And for those of you that don't know, Camp Southern Ground is a nonprofit founded by Zach Brown, who is a Grammy award-winning musician. His passion has always been to start a a summer camp. And that's been since he was 14. He's been telling, you know, his family, like, I'm going to start a summer camp. He had such meaningful experiences at camp and saw what camp did for kids, um, that that was just his longtime goal. And this is why he does what he does. And, And in that, you know, development of that program, you know, camp does run primarily for kids just in the summer. And so we, you know, another really big passion for Zach is serving veterans. And so that's the other rest of the year is we run veteran programs and we're located just south of Atlanta. We're in the Atlanta metro area in Georgia and we run um, programs you know, almost 20 programs a year for veterans here, in-person programs. That's great. Is there any kind of overlap between helping veterans and your summer camp for kids? Yeah, I mean, the, a big foundation in the entire nonprofit and what we're doing at Camp Southern Ground is to help people magnify their strengths, you know, first understanding what their strengths are in themselves, and then helping kind of, you know, magnify those in other people as well. Uh, and that is our foundation, both at camp and in our veteran programs. And so we have a large foundation in Gallup Strengths. We use Clifton Strengths in our organization as well as in our veteran programs because, you know, figuring out what your talent is can be really meaningful in understanding how you do your best work. And so we find that's really critical. So we, that strengths focus, even, even in kids, you know, you're helping young kids figure out, you know, are you somebody that 
enjoys entertaining and being in front of a group? Or are you somebody who really likes those quiet one-on-one relationships? You know, all these things are what kids are learning and then it's what adults need as well. Yeah. Well, it's, it's great that you um, recognize that for kids because I remembered not always wanting to be center of attention. What kind of, um, what age range um, of kids go to the camp? For kids, we start around seven or eight and go up to, mm-hmm. you know, 17. So that's a, a big age range. And the big part of our summer camp programming is our inclusion model. You know, not a lot of programs are running inclusion in the way that we do, which is about um, finding groups of kids that may not cross, you know, cross paths in their, you know, general life. So we primarily focus on four groups when we're looking at inclusion. We have our typical, you know, summer camp kid that, um, you know, comes out of your just typical background. We have kids that come out of military families, gold star, Mm. silver star families. Um, We have kids that are, have neurological differences. So they may have Tourette's or ADHD or autism spectrum disorders. Um, And then we have kids that are from, you know, rural, rural, or even city urban environments that are underserved by summer camps. So what's the genius of that is that we're pulling those kids together. They're in the same bunks. They're in the same sort of cabin rooms together um, and really getting to learn from each other. Like it's that, that inclusion part where you're, it's not a camp for those kids over there, a camp for these kids. Like you're really, they're, they're, they're mm-hmm. all, the kids are together um, and able to learn from each other. And that's amazingly powerful. That's cool. Um, And because it's during the summer, I imagine it's a little bit easier to pull in so many people from, you know, different environments, right? They can all come in during the summer. Yeah. And I mean, typical camp, I came out of a camp background at, um, I ran the summer camps for UC Berkeley for about 26 years. And, you Mm -hmm. know, in the typical camp environment, you know, kids, except for, you know, perhaps our our COVID summer, you know, kids traditionally do some type of camp programming. It might be a day camp programming, might be a sleepaway camp programming, but that kind of experience is really meaningful in kids' lives. And, and you know, that's a big part of like having that experience with people that are different from you. Like that's how, you know, that is how we're going to change the world is when kids get exposed to people that are from all different walks of life so that they can then as, as adults, they really have a more richer understanding of, of society. I would agree. So for, for this summer, which, as you've mentioned, is a little bit different, um, how has that affected or impacted the camp? Um, well, we made the hard decision to not run our summer camp programs. Uh, you know, it was, you're always, you know, when you're responsible for other people's children, you're always going to choose the safety of the, you know, the participants first. Um, and so we did postpone our summer programs. We postponed our veteran programs in the spring. Um, and so, you know, that, that was a, a big impact, but, you know, a lot of parents really appreciate, you know, the fact that we're looking out for, you know, the well being and safety of their kids. Um, we've been able to start up our veteran programs. Uh, it just, we just finished, um, another cohort that came through and, and, you know, that's been really meaningful because, you know, like everybody, people are, 
kind of stuck at home or they're stuck wherever they've, you know, landed and the music stopped and that's where they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, especially for veterans can feel really isolating in that you are not, you know, your social structure, your appointments, like things that you had changed immediately. And, you know, veterans are really susceptible to that feeling isolated um, and, and not having their community around them. So that's been a big effort in a lot of the veteran organizations is how do we stay connected with our veterans when everybody is sort of sheltering in place and, um, you know, and, and, and quarantine, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I imagine one of the, the biggest benefits of the type of work you do is that face-to-face camaraderie sort of interaction you get when you go through a program like this, you know, with, you know, your brothers in arms, even if they weren't in your same unit. But I I imagine how difficult this might be in in this trying time. That's already difficult on like the average person, but just, just missing that. I was really looking forward to joining in that program. So, um, yeah, that was really hard. That was, that was really challenging. And I think the, you know, in the veteran transition space, which is, you know, one of the programs that we run is for veterans transitioning out of the military. And that idea of, you know, when you are in on active duty, you know, you have a really strong mission. It's clear what you're supposed to be doing. There can be purpose behind that for you. And you have a social group around you that is, you know, is there for you, you know, in the most extreme situations. And so you take that intense experience with other people. And then, you know, the military spends a lot of time training uh, our active duty Um, service members in order to do whatever job they've been assigned. You know, that can be a year, two years, you know, even longer of training to get you prepared to sort of be a service member. And then, you know, there's not as much of that training to go back into civilian life. And that's where this transition is, can be really critical is, you know, for some, and and the, the Department of Defense is doing more to kind of start that transition you know, 12 months out, like really trying to get people thinking about that. And, and there is work going on to improve that. But for a lot of them, it feels like, man, there was a couple of weeks of a class on how to get at, you know, and it's LinkedIn and here's your benefits and here's, and then you're out. And that can be really challenging. Um, and that's what we're finding, like having Warrior Week, which is our transition program, having that program available where you can come on site, you can be around other veterans, you can really be in a positive space to talk about like finding your purpose, What's your new mission? Understanding your strengths. Like, what do I do? Like, do I have to do the job I had in the military or can I do something else? You know, like, what does that look like? And then making a plan, you know, but that community is everything is coming together as community. And it just doesn't work so great on Zoom, even though that's, you know, we're all getting used to these days. It's really not so great and easy to, to build those connections. Yeah. And it brings up some there's certain disparities of not in, in uh, you know, across the U.S. has great access to internet or, you know, not every veteran is going to have a laptop with a camera on it. So it's, while for many people, the transition to using Zoom for all of your meetings is, you know, fine or some of the other, um, you know, web conferencing software, it just doesn't translate well to everyone. And that's a little bit unfortunate with this, you know, it interesting is. era we're in. 
It is. I think, you know, we're noticing that even in the schools in terms of, you know, not everybody has access. Right. And so the fact that we've been able to start programs up again, we run, right now we're running a program every other week. We have another program that focuses on post-traumatic growth. That's, you know, a lot of um, combat veterans, it's specifically for combat veterans. And a lot of those veterans come out with a certain amount of combat trauma and combat stress. And rather than it being like, well, that's, you know, your new normal is not going to be as great as you once were, you know, instead of that sort of thinking, which is really defeatist, we're really working on a post-traumatic growth model. And this Warrior Path program was founded at Boulder Crest, which is the organization that is has developed the program and we're one of the sites that delivers it. And it's really not about what's wrong with you and trying to give you labels, but it's about like, that's what happened we can turn that struggle into some sort of success. Like it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be all you're about anymore. So, you know, that's mm -hmm. another program that we're running. So every other week we're running, you know, a different program for our veterans and the programs are no cost. These are provided um, by, you know, we have amazing donors that are part of our organization and these are provided at no cost from travel, from getting them there to the week-long in-person program. And then the other, the program has sort of a component where we, we work with them virtually for, you know, a year to 18 months, depending on their program. And so the fact that this can be, you know, something that, that it doesn't cost a veteran anything really drops some of those barriers to entry. Right. And putting on a different program every other week, um, logistically, how do you keep track of all of these different, because you're, you're tackling so many different things like job readiness and like you just mentioned, um, working through some past traumas. Those require very different mindsets and resources, yeah. I would imagine. How do you keep track of all that you guys yeah. do? Um, well, we have different curriculum that we're running. So whenever you're delivering a program, you know, the goal is to make sure you have solid curriculum that you're going to be bringing the participants through that is learner centered, you know, what the learner creates, they learn. And so part of that curriculum is helping. It's really immersive and it's helping people make sense. You know, it's not sort of just learning that's kind of thrown at them. They're making sense of their learning in where they're at. And so that's a big part is having standardized curriculum as well as a team. You know, we have two teams that kind of run um, each of those programs. So everybody doesn't have to be involved in every, um, every program. So we have a team for our Warrior Path program, which is our program for post-traumatic growth. And then we have a Warrior Week team that helps deliver that. So it's right now, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of different spreadsheets. It's we're converting into Salesforce. Um, so that's on the horizon. It's really excited. Um, our program is, um, you know, under, it's a, about a year and a half old right now um, in terms of what we've been running. So we're sort of in that early stages of getting all of our data together. But it's a lot of, lot of spreadsheets. And I come out of an organization of running a large summer camp where I had about 2,000 kids each summer mm -hmm. um, and hired 150 staff. And so that worked, thankfully, like that amount of organization kind of your transferable skills, right? Those right. followed me. So really, really helped when it comes to like thinking of sort of data and databases and like, how do you manage all that? Um, that's one of the things that I, you know, that, that I was brought on. I, I um, just finished my year, first year at the organization. And so that was a, a big part of why I was brought on. Um, and, and I retired from UC Berkeley from my 
work and the faculty in the School of Education and, uh, and running the summer camps and put everything in a big truck and moved across the country from San Francisco to Atlanta. So it's been really an amazing experience. But I think, you know, not everybody thinks about like, how do you manipulate and deal with data and information? And that's something that's always been something that I really care about. Well, so do we. (laughs) Built on your podcast. We love to. So how did you end up using um, Airtable? Yeah. So when we went into our sort of lockdown shelter in place mode in March, um, we all had a lot of concern of how are we going to serve our veterans in that, you know, we knew that the feeling of isolation and what that could lead to. And yet we also had a lot of different resources out there. There's so many resources available to veterans, but you know, you want to make sure you have some connection with them. You have vetted them in some way. And so that was an important piece. And it was also important that the resources that we had didn't have a financial impact, that they were no cost to the veteran. And so we just started, just started like collecting the different things that, you know, some veteran might say, do you have somebody that, um, what do you have for anxiety? Or I'm having some things with anger. And so we just had a lot of things kind of all over the place in bookmarks and Evernote and, you know, saving them. I find something good, I save it. And what I started to do was trying to figure out like, how do I, what do I put these in? You know, I'm most, ex, you know, experienced with Google Sheets, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't feel like that was going to, you know, so I was looking at Google Sites. I was looking at some of the other things that I knew myself. Um, and I, you know, websites nowadays are doing a lot with tiles, you know, like how you have these different sections. And so I knew in my head, like how I kind of wanted it to look, but not being having any background in computer science whatsoever. My (laughs) doctoral degrees in school psychology. um, A little different. (laughs) Very different. And so I just started like searching, like does Squarespace do this? Like, you know, there's probably a WordPress theme and, you know, and God managing some of that was going to be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to make it as simple as possible. And I just think through search of like, um, you know, I found it online and then started looking at it, watching some of the videos. And then my main question was like, what do those tiles that I want to, you know, will it just tile? Like I want people to go to a page, look up anger and then see things and how would that work? And so that's kind of like how I settled on like, okay, I think this is actually, you know, and then it's, you know, is the free version going to work? Like, you know, I'm trying to figure out like all these things for a platform I really knew nothing about. Um, And, you know, then it just became trial and error. I mean, it's kind of the way I've learned, you know, I did my first website in 1994 Mm -hmm. Um, from back in the day. If you could sort of copy basic HTML from another website, then you could change it. Then you could have, you know, it was like that simple back in the day. Um, And so I was like, kind of like relied on those old strategies. Like, can I find something that looks like I want it to look like and start from there? So a lot of trial and error. Like this is my only Airtable um, that, you know, that's like really developed and, um, yeah, as I'm a beginner. Well, that's fine. Everyone's got to start somewhere. And you started with something that is so mission critical. Um, it, it's great that you were finally able to find something that worked for you and works for the people that you serve. Um, so did you want to show it to us so we can all take a look? Sure. Sure. So how I started this is, let me go back to my main view which is here. 
think. Yes. Okay. So how I started was I just started to collect, and you can sort of see in here, I started to collect different websites or mobile apps or different, you know, pieces. And so the website really starts with putting the website in here. And then from there, and you can kind of even the stuff I haven't published, when I find something new that I need to sort of vet, it goes in at the bottom right now. So I have a couple things that I'm sort of looking on. So it really starts for me with the website. And then from there, I will go through and then look at the site and kind of determine you know, what does the site do and kind of grab a description. And this is where you start, you know, some great websites have awesome statements that I can just copy and paste and mm -hmm. others I'm like writing them myself because maybe they haven't done that, but it's still a great site. Um, and then I have sort of a name of a resource here. And then originally I started with a site image. I started to just sort of screenshot um, something on their website. And what the problem was, <laughs> figured out that it doesn't always fit in the exact dimensions of right. this square. So you can start to see, oh, they are starting to look the same across. Like you start to notice it's not like this one's clearly a screen grab. Mm -hmm. um, whereas some I've started to like actually this one, like I had to type the text and do that myself. And so I use Canva and just like trial and error to get the size just right. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll go, then I'll look for the logo, I'll look and I'll just put some text. So you can start to see some of them, you know, oh, they look like they all start to look this similar. So I might see this great site and then they don't have a, like this one's a document and it might be a great document, but there's no good icon for it. So then I have to, right. you know, make it myself. Um, and Canva's also helped, even if I do grab a screenshot so you can see the logo or the color scheme for that person particular area. I still, it's so much easier in Canva to make sure it's consistent in the size. Cause you know, there's little things that just make me crazy when like the things look slightly askew or, you know, I just can't, mm -hmm. can't cope. So or, once or I, stuff is well, cut off. right. And once I started to do a few of them so that the sizing was good, I had to go back and do most of them. Like I just started going back and doing them. So they all fit and look the same. Yeah. Um, and then what I did was, you know, to have a resource name. And then I started to realize like it would be helpful to have a type of like, is this a phone number in there? Is this a website? Is it a mobile app? Like what kind of, what is that? So you can sort of sort by type um, mm -hmm. in the description and then the actual website. And then I have had people on my team, other veterans kind of going through, we don't have the why we like it filled out as many, but they've been going through to kind of fill out like, what do we like about it? And, mm -hmm. and so I might do that. And then we have here in the area, it goes through like what particular um, area it might be covering. And so, you know, you can see over here in my, I don't even know what this section is called, but you can see all the different views I've sorted by the different areas so that mm -hmm. you can have a view in a particular area. Um, in that and then cost, you know, if we do come up with ones that do have a cost, then we'll put that in there. But, you know, like I said, we started with things that had no cost. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the overview of it. And, and, you know, my really my main goal was that I wanted to be able to have people click on something and then sort of see it like this, where they could sort of look and see the different things and see the description. So this was like a lot of, again, back to my like, 
you know, I, I watched a couple videos online to kind of get a sense of like, what is this? You know, things, whenever you're learning like a new platform, you just have to sort of convert in your brain, like, okay, that's what it's called in there. So I watched mm-hmm. a number of different tutorials on YouTube to try to get a sense of like, okay, what am I dealing with with some basic understanding so that I could kind of jump in. And then there was a lot of just like trial and error. Like, why is this icon not showing up big instead of showing up small? Like, little, you know, you start to figure out all these settings that I'm sure a lot of people listening are like, that's what that setting is called. (laughs) And I was doing a lot of like trial and error. So it's really something that, um, you know, you can, um, you can jump into. And and if you have some just not, you know, I don't have a database background. I don't have, you know, my knowledge of, of Google Sheets and things like that is really sort of trial and error. And once you kind of just have some understanding of there's got to be a setting for that, you know, then you can start Googling and looking. And I joined the Facebook group, the Airtable Facebook group. And, you know, sometimes you need that like one nugget of like, this is what it's called that like breaks open your whole world. Right. Well, um, I'm once again, I'm glad that you were able to find something that meet, um, met all of your needs. And um, so part of the benefit of a, a tool like Airtable is that, you know, you're able to get it to look in this, this nice kind of clean card view layout, but you can also share a view and make it searchable. So you've, you've set up a, a type field where um, you could set up filters and say, okay, only show me websites right now or only show yeah. me phone lines. And so, yeah, the, the benefit of Airtable's sort of setup is that it's friendly enough to newcomers that they can get in and play around with it without feeling too overwhelmed. Like some platforms can, can feel at times. Yes. Yes. I think that was really, to me, a hallmark was that I was able to, with really limited knowledge that I was able to kind of figure this out. Um, It was just kind of a, you know, testimony, I think to the usability of Airtable, you know, some of these, Platforms may do a lot, but they're not user-friendly. It, it feels almost like sometimes it would behoove you to, to pay someone else to, to build your end product for you. And for things like nonprofits, that's not always feasible. So it's, it's great to have something that you can play around with and make yourself. And, you know, maybe further down the line, you might need something more advanced and you might move away to a different platform, but like you were saying, this was sort of a, you had to get something and you had to get something quick because no one really knew way, way, way in advance that you wouldn't be able to run your, all, all of these programs. And so it's, it's not always feasible to go with the most bells and whistles type platform. Yeah. And, I, and what's been great is even for myself, you know, my intention was that this is something veterans could find. But honestly, it's something that, you know, when a veteran needs something, I know where every like I have a better way to categorize things that I can find them. You know, you can sometimes lose, you know, back in the day, you know, it's pinboards, delicious, there's ever like there's so many ways that we're collecting even just resources online. And that's not always easy for other people to see. But like, this is something now because I've been through them all, like I know where they are, I can find them for people. So I feel like I use it sometimes as much as you know, I think a veteran might use it. That happens to me as well, because it's just, again, the filters and searching are useful for me. Sometimes um, in Excel, trying to find something is you know, not exactly easy. So 
um, I could totally see why this would work as like a, almost an internal resource um, yeah. just as well as something that you would, you would share with your um, participants. So um, in addition to having this available for you and your team, you've also put it on the Airtable universe. Yes. And that was another, like, that was the second part of like, how do I make this visible to other people without overwhelming them with like a back end of something? And mm-hmm. so that's where, when I found and discovered like, oh, I could put something on this too. Like then it sort of all clicked for me of like how this can be, you know, sort of an, an, a destination on the internet for our veterans to come to to look things up and try to find something specifically that they need. So I also, you know, was able to include information about our programs because that's a big part of what we're doing is recruiting veterans. Um, You know, since we're still a newer program, you know, getting the word out that this is something that's no cost that can really help veterans transitioning or help veterans combat veterans with post-traumatic stress, like that this was, you know, it was important that I could at least put some things down where people, if they found it, knew where they could, you know, access us or access some more support, um, as well as then click in and kind of explore the base and see what it was they needed. So, you know, that was a big part for me was just learning how to like, how do I, you know, get the fonts a little bit bigger, you know, some of the basic stuff that you're doing when you put something out in the universe, like how do I make sure it looks clean and has information? Maybe it can be, you know, found in search and then it has, you know, when they see it has all this great um, other resources that it can kind of serve two purposes and just help us with our branding um, and help better and see like we're a place that can help. So has this um, more or less launched yet? Have you begun to use this in practice now that it's set up? Yeah, I mean, we send it out. We have a, um, a Facebook group that's for all veterans are just trying to see who we are. That's open to everybody. And so, you know, I put resources out on there, which is helpful because I can kind of look for something and put out a resource and then say, here's the list. Even in our program, you know, just this weekend, I was showing the veterans on the screen, like, this is what this looks like, this is how you can use it, you know, and sometimes they, you know, not all, you know, veterans are like the, you know, they're, they're the same range that we have in the United States population. There are going to be people that are database managers and like they get this right away. And there's others that are like barely operating their phone, just like, Mm -hmm. just like in society. Um, And so, you know, for some, they need to see a little bit like, what am I supposed to do with this? Explore the space? Like, what does that mean? And so we're really just showing them just provided so much extra, extra for that. Um, Would you say because your campus is um, based in Georgia and you've now produced this base that has all of these resources in it. I would imagine because some of them are websites, they're not necessarily geographically limited. So would you say that making something like this has broadened the amount or the, the range of veterans you've been able to help or you may, maybe will be able to help using this? Yeah, well, I think what's really neat about the veteran community is that they are always looking out for each other. And so this idea that they're going to take a look at this for some veterans, they're using this to help people in their community Mm. so that it gives them, you know, there's there are certain 
groups in the veteran population, there's some individuals that just feel called to like help other veterans. And so this is a great tool for them to help even their own community. So sometimes veterans, you know, when you're under and this, you know, the goal of these resources is to provide sort of resources around well-being, everything from, you know, recreation, you know, you can see our um, things that are around um, activities and recreation, which is a big part of the veteran community. There's a lot of opportunities for veterans to kind of socialize and have recreation opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, there's over 50,000 veteran serving organizations, VSOs. So there's a lot out there for people. So all right. of these resources are um, not all just veteran resources. And so the idea is that some are going to be specific to veterans and some are going to be for, I mean, these are open to anybody. And sure. so this idea that a veteran that is kind of serving their community could come in and refer, find a referral for somebody, that's another uh, great resource is that sometimes your help, you know, the person that's out there helping needs to look something up and find something or let us know like, hey, I just went to this program and it's great you should add it to your database because you know not every not every program is great for every person and I think that's where mm-hmm. veterans are can really struggle is finding the right fit for what they need and so when you have someone that's in your network refer maybe a site or refer something to you it's it it sort of has that concierge feel like they know me they know what I'm dealing with right now and they found this particular resource and they think that would help. Um, that that can be a really big support instead of like an overwhelmed veteran ending up on this site and like, what am I supposed to be looking for? Right. So there's so many different uses. And and like I said, I would say probably 80% of the resources on here are for anybody, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is great. So um, how many resources would you estimate are in the base right now? I don't know. We could look. <laughs> I think I could. I think I know how to figure that out. Um, it would be the number at the bottom of the list. Let's see. Well, I have a few that haven't been vetted yet. So um, 115 right now. All right. Yeah. So that's a lot. That's Yeah. And as you know, a lot of like getting the little graphic, you know, it was just a lot right. of like, I wanted to look right. And <clears throat> I think that took a lot of time as well of like getting, you know, I fussed a lot with the icons. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you've done a great job of it and it sort of points to um, obviously having the filtered gallery views are are useful so that you can just focus on one category at a time if that's what you know you're going in there looking for. But also, um, you know, looking at a hundred some odd cards at once that might get unwieldy. And so the ability to make so many different views, um, both in the base view, which we're looking at now, and in um, the Airtable Universe view, um, that's got to make finding things a little bit easier too. Yeah, I think it was a game changer once I figured out that I could like sort them into these different categories without the individual having like I was like, how am I going to teach people how to sort by what area? And once I figured out like I could do these views, that was a game changer for me. Mm-hmm. So do other people um, in your organization go into this base and add things or, or does everything go through you? You know, primarily I'm the one that add, I'm usually the one that finds resources, but sometimes if, you know, if they send me something, then I'll add it. What they've been doing is going through and trying to add in the, what we like about it. Mm-hmm. So that, that I have sort of a veteran perspective of like what was great about this site. 
Yeah. Sometimes you see it and you're like, well, that's great, but what's really, why is this site important? And so we've been going through slowly and trying to fill this in mm-hmm. um, of what that means. Well, I imagine that's got to take time because it's you so wanna... time consuming. <laughs> it's right. So time you want to, well, you have to try out each of these things, right. I would imagine, to, to come up why you would like it. So, um, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Very commendable. (laughs) It is overwhelming. But, you know, I think different, you know, one of the things we talk about in our organization is, you know, Clifton Strengths, which is an assessment that helps people figure out what their talents are, how they can be excellent. And one of, you know, the talent, you know, one of two of my strengths that really play into this is I have learner. So I really enjoy like learning something new. So when I, when I have a reason to like finding Airtable and then like the learner, it was simple enough, you know, I'm going through this with other, you know, relational type databases and they're not so easy. Um, And what I found was once you know, I realized like, okay, this is doable for me. It was like just hard enough that I had mm-hmm. to look stuff up. I had to figure it out, but it wasn't like I was overwhelmed. And, you know, there were a couple of times where I was like, I can't figure this out. But it was like that moment where you feel like I'm not at the verge of quitting. I can still keep trying. And I would find the answers. There was enough support in the community, whether it was like the Facebook group or the Airtable or YouTube or different things that I was able to pull these things together. And that really helped kind of continue to move me forward. So that learner, I was, you know, that learner was really motivated, like, okay, I can do this. You know, once I would stumble and figure out, okay, if I just make the icons, they'll all be the same size. And that's the way to do it. Like I had like just the screenshot thing set up on my computer of like, I want to get it exactly the right side. And eventually I was like, forget it. Canva is going to be the way to go. And kind of learning that, that really helped. And I also have input, which means I really love to collect resources that I can share with others. And so this allows me to do something that I love, which is learn something new, but then also really provide a meaningful way to share a resource with somebody else. So it fit into like what I like to do for people as well. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the thing that was really motivating was Airtable was just complex enough to be able to do what I needed it to do, but it was user-friendly and that I was Mm -hmm. able to learn it, you know, over, you know, a few weeks time of figuring that out. And that just kept me motivated. I mean, there would be times like if I couldn't figure something out, like there's been other sites or other things that I've tried to work on that, you know, got too complicated and I'm out, you know, or I mm-hmm. don't pick it up, but, you know, or you kind of like put it down and don't pick it up again. And when you're doing this type of work, like that's the worst because you're like, what was I doing? I don't remember this. Um, whereas, you know, Airtable was like, just like it was just at the level, you know, in the zone of like development that I needed. Um, but that I was felt like the interface was clean and I could find what I needed. And there was just so much support online that really helped. Yeah. It, it means the world when something doesn't feel as daunting. Yes. It might, you know, at the end of the day, it might be just as challenging, but if it doesn't look like if the steep, if the hill doesn't look that steep, you're going to want to walk up it more than like a sheer cliff face. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for showing us um, your base and talking about um, the camp and the veteran programs that you guys put on. They're incredibly, incredibly important um, services that you do for society. And I, I, once again, just thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share it with everybody. I know a lot of 
A lot of people, you know, back in after World War II, you know, everybody knew a veteran. And nowadays, you know, very few people have veterans in their lives. And so to be able to kind of talk about this for those that may be connected to veterans, you know, it helps them spread the word and sort of resources and, and you know, programs that may be useful to veterans in their life. Well, we'll definitely put um, all of the, the links that we've discussed um, in the description of the video so that um, people can find it and we could spread the word a little bit more and, you know, shine a even bigger light on what it is you guys do. Thank you. It's what we do. <laughs> and I know there's probably like our expert air table people are like, why don't you do that way? Why don't you try this? This would work. I am more than happy to entertain any suggestions people have. This is like my, uh, you know, trial run and uh, the community has been so supportive in mm -hmm. helping me get this started. So if people are like, I got an idea, send them my way. Well, I just might. There's um, <laughs> there's a, there, it's not strictly Airtable. It involves um, some kind of like mild integrations. You know, you said you like learning. So yeah, I do. Know, a little bit of a challenge. I might throw an idea um, your way to I do. You know, create a little bit more of a, a portal, if you will. So yeah. that, you know, it, it's a, it just one step easier for, for sure. your, your end user, your veteran to find exactly what they want to look for. So yeah, that would be I great. I might be sending you an idea. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Talk to you later. Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to give it a like or hit us up on social at Built On Air. We always love to hear your comments and suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going.